0: Today's episode of Final Girls HorrorCast is brought to you by John P., Nikki B., Black Cat, and Monica.
1: You're listening to the Modern Horrors Podcast Network. And thanks for joining us on the 139th episode of Final Girls Horrorcast, the show where we discuss some of the horror, thriller, and sci-fi movies currently available on your favorite streaming sites. I'm Amy. And I'm Carly. On this week's episode, we're discussing Behind the Mask, The Rise of Leslie Vernon, and Zombieland. For you new listeners, we are a spoiler-heavy
0: podcast, so continue at your own risk. Zombieland is currently streaming on Prime Video, Hulu, and Crackle. And Behind the Mask, The Rise of Leslie Vernon is up on Shudder and Prime Video. So please check those out before continuing if you are a spoiler-sensitive listener.
1: But before we jump into those phones, let's get started with a segment that we like to call... Trailer Trash Talk. Today's trailer is The Lighthouse... With an October eighteenth release date, it's written and directed by Robert Eggers, who you might remember as the writer director of The Witch. It's also written by Max Eggers, who maybe is Robert's brother. That's what I'm guessing. Okay. Uh, the IMDb summary is the story of two lighthouse keepers on a remote and mysterious New England island in the eighteen nineties. Amen. That's it. Amen. In. You're
0: into it yeah what is this about no idea Kay. but i'm in <laughs> it looks beautiful um willem defoe robert pattinson i love the creepy v- weird vibes of it
1: um i should say that this isn't necessarily a horror film for our listeners who may maybe aren't aware it's listed as a uh, drama fantasy horror on imdb okay. fantasy interesting yeah I wonder why fantasy? It seemed fairly realistic looking to me. I,
0: I don't know. The poster is beautiful, too. Like, or whatever the main image is on IMDb. Um,
1: I, think, I don't know. I think the acting's probably going to be pretty amazing. Yeah. I remember hearing about how uncomfortable the filming of this was for Robert Pattinson and Willem Dafoe. Um. There were numerous interviews that came out when they were filming this about how awful it was with cold water mm-hmm. and and just terrible things. So Oh, the fantasy portion, I'm looking on the mermaid. IMDb page,
0: there is a mermaid.
1: I just yeah. saw that too. I was like, yeah. oh look, a mermaid.
0: Yep, and the tagline is there is it. an enchantment in the night or in the
1: light. So Alright. Well, we shall see. I'm stoked. I'll see it. Yeah. I'll see it. It looks, uh, how long is this movie? It's like an hour and a half or something. No, it's Oh, not. no, it's an hour and 50 minutes. Yeah, that's, that's what fine. I was afraid of. I'm into it. It scares me a little bit that we have two characters in a small space for nearly two hours. No, <laughs>
0: they're, they're amazing actors. They I could are. watch
1: both of them for probably longer, so I'm All in. Right. I'm I mean, I it. I love, I'm, I'm into Robert Eggers. I loved The Witch. Yeah. So I will definitely watch it. Whoop. Whoop. No trash talking here. All right. I mean, I'm a little bit. You are.
0: You're hesitant. I'm stoked on it.
1: I'm not hesitant. I'm sure it'll be good. I just don't know if it's for me. Okay. Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't think it's going to be a bad movie. It's got all the makings of a good movie. It just might not be for you. It takes place in 1890. It's black and white, and it's You know long. who this isn't the movie for? Certainly Duke not. Rodriguez? For Juke Rodriguez. Juke <laughs> Rodriguez is not into this movie. Although. He might be, I don't he know. He might be. Because yeah. he loves Robert Pattinson. It's Like true. a lot. It's true. Which is hilarious to but me. But he hates the 1890s probably about as much. <laughs> and black and white movies. <laughs> <laughs> Stay tuned to find out <laughs> if Juke Rodriguez likes this movie or not. I'm more interested to see if he likes it than I'm anything I too. Else. I'm actually really curious. Well, we'll have to check in with Luke the Duke of Modern Horrors fame. fame. Yeah.
0: Okay. <laughs> All right. So let's jump in if you are done with your thoughts on I'm the White House. Excellent. Yeah. So we will be talking today about Behind the Mask, The Rise of Leslie Vernon from 2006, directed by Scott Glosserman, uh, also written by Scott Glosserman and David J. Steve, Steve? I don't know. Um, the IMDb summary is, The next great psycho horror slasher has given a documentary crew exclusive access to his life as he plans his reign of terror over the sleepy town of Glen
1: Echo. Okay. This was your first viewing, correct? Yes, correct. And how did you feel about it? I dug it
0: um, a lot, actually. And I feel, I actually did write notes for this, but I feel like all of my notes are just like actors that I'm excited that I see. Sure. Um, I'm like, oh, Chick from Home Alone. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, Zelda, Herschel from Walking Dead. Like, I was very excited to see um, those three people. <laughs> did
1: you spot, did you spot Kane Hodder too? And Kane Hodder, uh, yeah. as
0: dude walking into Nightmare on Elm Street House.
1: And, uh, Robert Englund, of course. hmm Of course.
0: Um, but I saw him on the poster, so I wasn't surprised. Right. About him. Um, I was excited when I was reading the trivia about this, that Eugene, aka Herschel from Walking Dead's character, is intended to be an older version of Billy from Black Christmas. Um. Oh. Which I was like, oh my god what how i don't know it just says like it all was just like something explicitly in his head mentioned in the film right. that's who eugene is intended to be
1: interesting yeah
0: i so don't know w- i want to watch it again and like listen to what he's saying to like you know
1: yeah i mean he didn't really say anything i don't think black christmasy seemed black christmasy but it could have just been something in their head when they were writing it totally I was uh, here's the one thing that upsets me about this movie. It's the only thing that really upsets me, well, there's a couple things. but the the main thing that upsets me about this movie is that um they call them survivor girls and not final girls. I was noticing that too, and I was like, are we gonna why are pull we the final girl if, card? If because this is supposedly written by a horror fan. Why wouldn't you use the terminology of horror fans? Is it more like, you know, like serial killers have their own terminology? I, I feel like I
0: feel like honestly, it's more along the lines of how, you know, like in The Walking Dead, they never say zombies. They're the walkers and like stuff like that. Whereas like because it is such a well known terminology, maybe he was trying to change it for that. Maybe um, that's the only thing that I can think of though. Like how in a lot I mean, of this films. This that-
1: was two thousand six. I don't I don't know when the term final girl was coined and maybe it was after. I'm trying to think if I knew of the term final girl in two thousand six and I don't think I did. When did Final Girl start? I mean I know when we started, but like the term final girl, when did that start? We should do an I'm episode on the history of <laughs> the Final Girl, Carly. Why are you so quiet? I'm
0: looking it up. The term oh, you're final girl. <laughs> yeah. The, the term final girl was coined by Carol J. Clover in her nineteen ninety-two book oh. Men, Women, and Chainsaws, Gender in the Modern Horror Film. Nice. To refer as the last girl standing at the end of a horror movie, especially a slasher.
1: Alright. I'll take it.
0: Gonna add that to my book
1: book club how, book. How, so if you haven't seen this movie. Uh, it's pretty beloved in the genre it's not well known outside the genre I don't think um it's a pretty it seems like a pretty low budget um, satirical horror film there's definitely some comedy elements but it's funnier I think for people who love the genre than probably people who don't just because they poke fun at a lot of things that you know if you watch a lot of horror movies I don't f- I didn't find it particularly satirical as
0: much as I found it to be just like a straight up homage to horror films. Um, And then like them trying to like explain certain things of like, well, how does this happen? Well, you have to have your cardio and you have to do this in order to like you know, keep up that you know, facade essentially. And I think that... I mean
1: satire in the in in that they're using humor to kind of bring about tropes and stupidity in horror films gotcha I mean, yeah but um, I, yeah I, but I it is i think it's satire i think it qualifies i think
0: it's it's so much fun and i love how um how much thought kind of went into all of like the little things behind the scenes um and just like in the background that pull even like not just the beginning but throughout the movie you know it, Examples. Um so the puzzle box from Hellraiser is in Eugene's house. Um the I Red Rabbit pub that. is referenced. Um like Taylor standing in front of it, and then the Red Rabbit matchbook is found by Dr. Loomis in Halloween um when dude makes eye contact leslie makes eye contact with the girl when they're like scoping things out there's like kids jump roping in reference to nightmare on elm street um doc Holler's like whole costume is exactly basically like dr loomis's stuff like that very cool did you notice all of those i didn't notice the puzzle box okay um i noticed the i noticed ple- the john i noticed the course. jump roping yeah and then and the red course.
1: rabbit uh, so yeah thing. i mean it's fun it 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 definitely pokes fun at horror films and i i enjoy it it's a good it's a good movie it's a good it's, it goes by fast it doesn't drag um it's mostly a mockumentary and then at the end it's just a movie there's definitely a switch that happens towards the end of the film and I appreciate how they did that with
0: they brought like it overhead from the van and then came down. Yeah. to switch from found footage to
1: Yeah, I think it not. worked out well. I mean, yeah. you can tell that this was not uh this director's first film. Um but it's still really well done. Um you know, it it it, just, it does have a little bit of a low budget feel to it, but that's not necessarily a bad thing. I don't think it's like hard to watch or anything. There's no bad special effects or anything that come to mind um oh you know what another thing that i found was that um while we're talking about funny little pokes uh, at other horror films there's a a part where i think it's eugene his face is reflected in the knife when oh it's nice down there i thought that was pretty cool um i don't know it's it's fun. It's it's not a perfect movie, but it's a fun movie. And and any genre lover should should see it. I agree. I'm, I'm a little surprised that um that he hasn't done many other films. Yeah, they're
0: really That's why like nothing's noted um at the top. I didn't notice or recognize anything else that he's done. Um, like he did something called the truth below in 2011 and he has something that's like announced, but that's really it. I mean, he hasn't, he hasn't done really anything.
1: It looks like he did a documentary too, um, Mm -hmm. about Wikipedia. I I mean, it's all over the place. Interesting. Yeah. Well, we'll see how it goes. I'm, uh. I'll see more from him, but uh, it doesn't look like he's got too much on the horizon here. Mm-mm. We'll see. um I think it's, it's sad too, because I think the the rise oh. of Leslie Vernon could easily have a sequel. It, I was and gonna say it
0: looks like his upcoming b four tm is a follow up to this film.
1: Well, that'd be great to have yeah. one. um I mean, it's been more than ten years. It would have been awesome if it was ten years. Uh, But, yeah. But, yeah, we have a lot of, like, iconic horror actors just making little cameos and things, uh, which is fun. We also have Zelda Rupenstein. I mean. This is her last film. And she looks awesome in it. She does. And she does the poltergeist voice. She does. (laughs) I just love her. She's lovely. I was so
0: excited that she was the library lady.
1: Yeah. And I couldn't remember. I didn't remember she was in it either. I honestly didn't remember even Robert Englund being in this. It's been a while since I've seen it. I don't love the mask and the costume that our killer wears. And can, I think can I it tell bothers you? me a little bit.
0: Can I tell you what it reminds me of? And it kind huh. of took me out of the story. It reminded me of, oh my God, what is that movie with Ben Stiller? And he's the actor and he has like, <laughs> Simple Jack is like the character that he like supposedly won the Oscar for. And fuck. I what like What are you talking about? <laughs> oh my god. Now I have to look it up. Sorry, hold on a second. Ben Stiller played Simple Jack? No, he, Tropic Thunder. Oh, right. Oh, oh, and oh. he pl- like he was like an actor in the in the movie. Yeah, yeah. I and gotcha. he was playing Simple Jack and it reminded me of Simple Jack's costume.
1: I don't remember that well enough to get the It was basically just
0: like overalls and like a white Henley.
1: (laughs) It's just, it's a little, I don't know, it's a little weird. Yeah. But I. it's got to be hard to come up with something because you want it to be memorable and you don't want to copy anyone else necessarily in terms of costume, but. There's something about that really tight, almost low-cut shirt that he's wearing that makes it extra weird. Is it, Am I alone in this? It's the shirt. I think it's the shirt and the mask that bothered me the most. It was the mask for me. Um, there's hair attached to the mask for some reason. Yeah. The yeah. makeup under the mask was... The makeup under
0: the mask made sense because I understand like the like him needing to like black out his eyes. I understand the blacking um, out of the eyes. And like I like I actually really liked when he was saying about like putting like the stuff on his face that like fighters use. Like that made sense to me. That was great.
1: Um I think he looks kind of like a woman in it.
0: So in maybe the mask? The, or in the makeup? In,
1: in the the outfit and mask. Like, if I look at the poster, and I remember when this first came out before I saw it, I was like, oh, is it about a female serial killer? (laughs) Because it almost looks like a woman. You see, like, the neck and upper chest that, like, I don't know. It, it, It looks a little feminine, and I think that part is making me feel weird about it. Gotcha. I don't I know don't why. Don't I necessarily guess necessarily should... see it, but I can, I
0: get, I get where you're
1: coming from. <laughs> <laughs> I just think it would have been cool if it like ended up looking scary at the end. Because there's a part, the part at the end and spoiler alert, if you haven't seen this, where he's chasing, um, the camera guy, the camera guy's running saying, chase me, chase me. And he catches up to him and the camera guy doesn't even think that he's going to kill him because they were bros, right? Yeah. But like, there's a scene where he takes the mask off and he looks, and like, it's, it's a, almost a creepy moment. It's probably the creepiest moment in the movie where you're like, oh, this shit's real. And I, it didn't hit me as hard because I think he looked kind of goofy. Yeah. But that's not his fault as an actor. I think it's just what he's wearing, honestly. <laughs> yeah.
0: It was makeup.
1: Yeah. So maybe in our sequel, if we get one, it'll it'll bump it up a little bit. That mask is weird. I don't know what it is about that mask. It's not doing it for me. It is weird. I agree. Do we have any trivia about the making of the mask or why they came up with that design? N- negative. There was mm-hmm. nothing about the mask. Okay. All right. I mean, that's really, like, honestly, that's my only complaint. I still really enjoyed it. It's a fun. It's a fun movie to put on and watch. And it's one of those things I can actually get Tony to watch with me. It's really fun. I really
0: I really liked it. And I was surprised that um I hadn't gotten further in it before, to be honest.
1: So, is Leslie Vernon really a chauvinist? And is Leslie Vernon really pro-life? Well, I mean, we'll never know about the pro-pro-life thing. <laughs> Um, <laughs> I loved when she asked him if he was pro-life and he just looked at her and he just like didn't even answer. her. And so funny, he says, because he's talking about how, like, if someone's hiding in the closet, he doesn't fuck with it because the ho- closet is a sacred place. It's like the womb and the in the womb, we are innocent. And it's like this weird speech where he's like, not even sure what he's saying. <laughs> And then she's like, "Does that mean you're pro-life?" I just love that. Honestly, I think that's the best piece of dialogue in the entire movie. <laughs> <laughs> I also loved like their relationship. I loved how you kind of watched their relationship evolve and like you can tell she kind of has a crush on him and has problems with it internally. But there's also points in which you would think a normal person would would turn away from this project. <laughs> And that's kind of what I was like. Well,
0: how realistic? I mean, obviously, it's not realistic at all. But like, no,
1: it's not. But like, you know I, the, know, I mean, nothing that really happens towards the end makes a lot of sense to me. But I think that's part of the satire of it. Totally. Um, but the I get what you're saying. Our main character. Oh, I don't remember her name. Her character's name. Um, but girl from Home Alone. <laughs> yep. yep. uh <laughs> less Competent. Yes. That's what she says, right? Yes. You're what the French call les, les c- <laughs> competent. Sorry. I told Tony that and he's like, what the fuck are you talking about? It's true though. I'm like, that was her line that everyone remembered from Home Alone except for you. It's uh, so funny. I was like, oh my god, home alone chick. Uh, Anyway, uh, what was I saying? Oh, when they're in the house and stuff starts to go down, they start making really bad decisions. Like, I don't understand why they're staying in the house. Or like, I was literally like, "Um, hello, didn't Herschel say to just like
0: run straight and don't look back? Yeah. Do that. What are you doing? Or apparently
1: just hang out in the closet because it's sacred. True. Yeah. And no one's going to leave you. I would have have run. I
0: don't think I would have stayed in a
1: small confined space. I probably wouldn't have stayed in a closet because who knew if he was telling the truth at any point. Exactly. Um, How did you feel about finding out she was a virgin? I mean, fine. Okay. And, And her other camera guy professing his love for her. That was
0: weird. That didn't feel real. No. That felt forced.
1: It would have been nice, I think, if we could see the guys a little bit. Before. Before we see them, yes,
0: or like because if there was some interaction with that particular one and her to kind of make it seem like they even had a flirtation because it didn't yeah. seem like they even had a flirtation,
1: right? I mean, we get a lot of flirtation between her and Leslie, but right? We don't get a lot of flirtation between her and and the other camera. How many camera? Is it another camera guy? I don't know what the other I guy don't does. know what he does, but. You know, whatever. Doug. I think his name's Doug.
0: Yeah. And the other one was Tommy. Todd. 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 I don't know with a T. Something with a T. Yeah. I think it might be Todd.
1: But like, I don't, I don't understand. Yeah. I wish there would, there could have been just a couple short scenes of them flirting or even just seeing their faces when they say something, because I can't, I mean, I'm pretty sure Todd is the one that's making like sexual jokes the whole time. Right. And Doug is like the voice of reason. Doug is the guy that says, I don't think we should go into the diner. And Todd is the guy that's that's staring at the other girl's legs. You know, like I, I, I think I get it, but it would have been nice if we had just like little quick shots, especially if Todd is the only cameraman and Doug is, I don't know, a producer, maybe. I don't know what Doug is, but I don't know i mean I that think, makes sense i think a couple quick little scenes would have helped, helped or the that. director maybe he was the director he could be the director so just i mean honestly it's it doesn't matter but just in my head if i'm to improve on the film these are the things i'm coming up with that no, i no totally be because
0: definitely when he was like i'm in love with her i was like is he just saying that like i didn't believe it i was like that's not real right right
1: i'm okay with him being alive at the end though
0: oh same I felt that he was because he didn't
1: kill him. He just threw him against the wall. Yeah, exactly. He just threw him as long as he got out of there before it started burning down.
0: Yeah. But how uh, easy was it for her to put his head in the apple peeler?
1: Well, he I, it seemed like he let her. Yeah. That's and what I meant. How easy was it? He could have he could have messed with with that as well. So it didn't actually kill him, and then he could get out before it was burned down. It's true. So now, but he was
0: still burnt to a crisp, even in the credits. Was he? I mean, his body was completely charred. Did you watch the end credits?
1: I didn't watch the end credits. I didn't know.
0: Oh, yeah. Like, if you watch, I mean, it's just, um, like, a security footage camera in the morgue, like, the whole time while the, the credits are rolling.
1: Oh. And like
0: it's in the morgue, and this guy is like writing on papers, and then he wheels the body out, and like un- takes the cloth off, and it's like his body, and he's completely charred, and then like the last second, he sits up.
1: Oh, um, that's it. Nothing oh, crazy. I like it. I like yeah. it. Yeah. I think the acting is actually pretty good for this type of film. Totally. Um, and I think it was Leslie, the guy that played Leslie, his first movie. Yeah, he did great. He did i I loved his like library, how it was stocked. I love that there's you know y- there's like medical books and manuals and then there's also like you know magic you know so it's, <laughs> check your car check your pocket yeah. why would I have playing cards man plenty plenty more where that came from <laughs> um. So I I'm I I enjoy it. If you haven't seen it, check it out. Oh, it looks like uh, the guy who plays Leslie Vernon is in B4TM as Leslie Vernon. There we go. There's nothing else, but there's that. There is that. So it must be. It must be. Do we have um? What's her face again?
0: I don't know. The page is very bare.
1: Yes, Taylor is back in it amazing Um, uh, so i think we're we're getting i mean she has to be if she wasn't in it i would be bummed it would wouldn't
0: make sense i mean unless he moved on to a completely new
1: no person
0: you
1: you don't change final girls unfinished business i mean just look at jamie lee curtis and her halloween films you know you can't just change final girls carly come on you can't just change (laughs) final girls that's good to know about security (laughs) (laughs) exactly it's nice to see her and stuff it's true home alone eight home alone eight i don't know how
0: many are there
1: you want her to be in home alone eight
0: no i don't need another unless macaulay
1: culkin comes back (laughs) so get excited for b4 tm what could that stand for before the massacre
0: before the massacre. I don't know. That's just what jumped into my brain.
1: I'm, I'm go for it. It's it's like a, a prequel.
0: Yeah. Well,
1: I think it's after
0: because it well, says follow. I don't know. Maybe know, it's but a prequel. You just said
1: before the massacre. That's Behind the mask.
0: N- no, because it's I bef- don't know why before. four is in there. Yeah.
1: But. Before the mask.
0: Maybe it is a prequel. Before the mask. But then the why would mask. Taylor be in there? Oh. Maybe it's him stalking her.
1: Oh wow! I feel stupid for not getting that sooner.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's fine. It's just announced. There isn't even a a thing for it yet. That's true.
1: That's true. There's not even a date. It's not even in pre-pro now. I'm so excited to talk about Zombie Land.
0: Yeah, let's do it. Yes. Let's switch gears here. Blitching Take it away, gears. Amy.
1: Hang on, I gotta make my gear switching sounds. Okay. There you go. <laughs> Drinking. Zombieland, guys, from 2009, directed by Ruben Fleischer, who previously directed films such as Gangster mm-hmm. Squad, episodes of the Santa Clarita Diet, which I absolutely love, That's and of course the upcoming Zombieland Double Tap. What did you say about Santa Clarita?
0: Oh, I put it in there because I know you love it.
1: I fucking love Santa Clarita Diet and it's canceled and I'm very upset about it. Seriously upset. Have you seen it? I've seen an episode.
0: Put it on your list. It's on there. It just didn't suck me in. It
1: gets really good after the first one. The first episode didn't get me either, but after that one, I was in. Uh, It is written by Rhett Reese and Paul Wernick, who both wrote Deadpool 1 and 2 and Life, as well as the upcoming Zombieland Double Tap. The IMDb summary is a shy student trying to reach his family in Ohio, a gun-toting tough guy trying to find the last Twinkie, and a pair of sisters trying to get to an amusement park join forces to travel across a zombie-filled America. Basically. I mean, I was kind of expecting applause because I killed that.
0: You pretty much murdered it.
1: I literally killed it. (laughs) Not even figuratively. Literally. Got out my knife. Literally. Slashed it. Uh, I enjoy this movie. I was stoked to watch it again. This week was... um, Fun watches. I. Yeah. It, sometimes it feels like ugh, I got to put on a movie and I got to mm-hmm. take notes. This week was really easy to get through. These it were so fun fun and easy movies to watch. And you don't have to be in a certain frame of mind to watch them. You can just put them on and be happy about it. I agree. I
0: was really excited to revisit Zombieland. It had been a I don't even remember the last time I watched Zombieland, to be honest.
1: I honestly don't either. It's had to have been at least eight years.
0: Oh, absolutely.
1: I know I saw it in theaters, and I probably saw it a time or two other than that. I watched this on Blu-ray because I happen to have the Blu-ray of it. Uh, I think I mentioned last episode, it was the first Blu-ray I ever acquired. You did. That's so cute. It has a special place in my heart. Um, (laughs) I... I I mean, I really enjoyed it. I still loved it. I remember loving it more the first time I saw it in the theater.
0: I think it's just that I found it funnier the first time because it was like unexpected, you know. But like even after not seeing it for so long, I still was anticipating some of the jokes and the humor.
1: I don't know why. I still I think that the jokes are a little outdated too. some of them. Sure. Oh what ten years can do, what about all those fat jokes? <laughs> <laughs> a lot of fat jokes. I mean, especially at the beginning, I guess it's not like the whole movie, but there's 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 a couple scenes where we're talking about how fat people are. Which I don't think that would necessarily happen in a movie today. Do you I think like, that's why we don't have as many comedies? Oh why, because everything needs to be
0: so PC now? Yeah. I think so. Um, I was actually talking about this the other day with um, one of my girlfriends who just decided to like rewatch, start rewatching The Office. Okay. And she was like, holy shit. Like, there are so many things that you cannot, like, just in that first season, like, that you cannot say now. Like, that would mm. be, they would get so much shit for. Sure. If, like, Michael Scott, like, half of Michael Scott's dialogue probably, like, wouldn't have been able to be aired on
1: television. (laughs) But, I mean, the whole point of Michael Scott is he says terrible things. For sure. But, I mean, that doesn't make it okay that, oh, just because this character
0: is, like, you know what I mean? But
1: I think that that's almost a little bit more tolerable. But, like... I don't know. It just seems like, I, I can't remember, name a comedy that came out in the last five years that's, like, really, really good. I mean, it's hard to do it. Train Rack, maybe?
0: I didn't really like that movie.
1: I like that one. I'm but not a like, huge Amy Schumer fan. I don't even know if that was five years. It's hard. It's hard to come up with one. And... And then if I go back and rewatch my favorite comedies, I'm like, ooh, you know, <laughs> <It's> yeah, a, <laughs> no, it's, all of
0: my favorite comedies are really
1: offensive. I miss comedy. I don't in, mind in that kind climate, of humor. We need some to be honest. comedy. I really need some comedy right now. Everything is so gloomy. There's something that's <sighs> come out recently
0: that I was literally like crying watching. What was it, though? I don't know. You can't put me on the spot and say in the last five years name a comedy, I'm like, I don't even know what came out in the last five years.
1: I just think like early two thousands was like the last that was the last decade. That can't be uh, of real comedy. It's 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 sparse. I mean I don't think it's non existent, but it's sparse. It used to be every year you get some kind of good comedy. The fat humor in this didn't jump out at me. No, I mean it's not it's not awful. But what what, it, what was it? Um there is like a part in the beginning where he's talking about the rules and he's talking about cardio. Yeah, but then and I mean, that t- makes sense, don't you think? Sure, but then he's calling him fatty fatty and like, oh, look at this fat guy. You know, like okay, gotcha. it's a little excessive. Okay. And there's a part where they're in the grocery store, like, oh, these guys are fat, you know. Like it's just like it's a, it's a little unnecessary. Gotcha. I don't care necessarily i I mean i know that it's
0: probably in there because it sounds right i I just think like
1: (laughs) maybe it's not uh it wouldn't happen today is really my main point not yeah not that i'm offended by it necessarily but right uh yeah you know totally no that makes sense not that i'm against and i'm not against sensitivity but you know in comedies you should be able to let something slide and if you don't like it you don't watch it all right
0: I don't oh, know. totally I agree I don't,
1: know. I don't know if I agree I don't know if I even agree with myself can I even say that can I even say that sometimes comedy needs to be offensive because I think it fucking does I absolutely think it needs to be offensive yeah. and I'm
0: I'm one of those people that like there's definitely probably certain comedy that like I wouldn't watch but right. like I get it like I get sure. why other people think it's funny you know what I mean yeah but it's just not my cup of tea
1: right but that's like that's okay <laughs> Well, we can talk about Zombieland now. I'm just, sorry. <laughs> I just was thinking about this the I'm like, where have all the comedies gone? I don't remember the last time I saw something and I thought it was really funny, which is sad. It is. I'm going to have to think, though. Okay. Uh, but let's proceed with Zombieland. Yes. I, let's please talk about Zombieland. Um, I love it. I love the rules. I love the characters. Um, Woody Harrelson is amazing bill murray is amazing both of those people in this film just make me the happiest person to watch this film it's true
0: and i love doing research uh for the show (laughs) mild research by that i mean reading the imdb trivia there you go um i learned that the that this script was originally a pilot for a tv show and so each of like the rules was you know like an episode and then like the Mm. zombie kill of the day was like every episode there would be like a kill of the episode essentially interesting um and then it was reworked to be a movie and i think it works how they they kind of configured it works really well um yeah as a movie
1: i like it as a movie um but i can kind of see it as a tv show too yeah same uh, I'm stoked for the remake, I or not the remake, the sequel.
0: Me too. Um,
1: which we talked about last week on last week's episode as the trailer trash talk. Um, I love all these actors a lot. Oh, me too. So it's that's also helpful. Um, I love Emma Stone. I think she's fantastic. She is fantastic. I want to know how she has the perfect... Post apocalyptic smudge free smoky eye. How does she get the smoky eye? I was thinking the same exact thing. It's constantly flawless. I was like, bullshit, girl, what do you have? Charcoal in your pocket? Yeah, and she's talking about how, like, they haven't showered in a really long time. I'm like, you look gorgeous at all times. (laughs) I'm like, please. Pristine clothes, pristine apocalyptic clothes. Yep. Boots, leather jacket. Look at badass with her smoky eye. I want it. I want all of it. Seriously? It. It's unfair. If I was living in the apocalypse, there's <laughs> no way. <laughs> no way. I would look anything like that. It, it would, would be like disaster. frizzy, half curly hair. I'd like try to do smoky eye with like mud and it would get in my eye and I'd get blind and then a zombie would eat me. That's true. That's how it would go down. I'd be like, I want to look like Emma Stone in Zombieland. And then I'd get eaten by a zombie in the process. Or they would just be like, is she a zombie? I don't know. (laughs) They might think I'm a zombie. (laughs) I thought that was a person, but then she had twigs in her hair. So it must be a zombie. It's true. I thought of a comedy that I loved. Oh, yes. Chumanji 2. I haven't seen it. It's so funny. Wait, is Jumanji 2 the new Jumanji that came out last year? Jumanji, Welcome to the Jungle. Okay. That's a sequel? Yeah. I thought it was a remake. No. Oh, okay. No, I'll have to check it out. No, it's a it sequel. Out. Okay. Oh, my
0: God. It's so fucking funny. <laughs> I want to watch it now. <laughs> okay. I'll check it out.
1: Aww. Um, s- How do you feel about Hostess Snacks? Not a fan, but I think...
0: I like the idea of them, and then I have them, yeah. and then
1: it's too much. Same, <laughs> but I'll like see this a happens, and I'm like, that looks lovely. Who doesn't yeah. want a Twinkie? And then I'll eat a Twinkie. I'm like, why am I eating this? Totally. What's the point of this? You it know,
0: happens at least every like, at least every six months to a year. This happens to me.
1: I don't remember the last time I attempted eating a Hostess snack it's usually the swiss
0: rolls which i don't if it's like a one swiss rolls are little debbie oh okay well then never mind because those things are freaking delicious
1: let me tell you something hostess (laughs) not as good as little debbie Mm. i will chomp on some little debbie all day fucking long yeah heyo fudge rounds i don't think i've had a fudge (gasps) round You've never had a fudge round, girl. You got to go out and get uh. your do yourself a favor and buy yourself some fudge rounds. Okay. Because that shit's amazing. I'll add
0: it to my
1: list. Please do. You can have some Swiss rolls and some fudge rounds, those are the best ones. Zebra so- cakes, also super enjoyable. Who doesn't love a good zebra cake? This hostess love shit cakes. is like Little Debbie Light. We're going to get so much hate mail for just saying that. I know people are <laughs> hostess people.
0: Oh, wait. So is a ho-ho's like the, the equivalent
1: of the Swiss roll? No. A ho-ho? I don't think so. I think it is. That's like the thing that's it. a
0: rolled up. It's like the chocolate cake oh, I
1: guess so. rolled I guess up so. with the, yeah. the icing dipped but in chocolate. I think the reason that ho-hos ho- are marshmallow, I think. But see, I
0: love marshmallow. I'm
1: going to have to do a side-by-side. Maybe we should do a <laughs> a video. Okay. A blind taste video where we have hostess next to little Debbie and I'm we in. say which one we like more. Oh, I'm so in. Yes, the answer is yes. Okay, I think we should do it. Cool. Do you know the last time I ate any of these things was? It's been a long time, but so I will tell you. long. It's been the longest <sighs> ever. I don't, it hasn't even, it's been more than a decade since I've had a Little Debbie or a Hostess snack. I feel guaranteed. like
0: I've recent, I've more. most recently had a, um a fancy cake. Not a zebra cake, but a fancy cake. I feel like it was around easter because it had the pastel sprinkles on it oh was it little debbie i don't know what a fancy cake is
1: yeah fancy little debbie cakes let me look at this i'm gonna look at the picture this is very important oh yeah the white cake yep it like feels fancy (laughs) those are like those are like zebra cakes yeah but they are only white cake
0: yes that is I the last thing that I've had. i also
1: very into fancy cakes. Same. They're so
0: good. They're so fancy. <laughs> they're so fancy and they're so <laughs> tiny and literally one will do it. Like one fancy cake and I'm good. I don't think I could stop at one because they come in packages of two. They do. But then I fold it over and I save that for my next dessert. Oh, girl. I don't think I could do that. It's like so sweet that like one is. <sighs> Unless I'm like having it for breakfast. <laughs>
1: I'm telling you right now, I'm really upset that you've never had a fudge round before. I've never had a fudge round. It's... I have to Google it. They're soft. They're almost brownie-like. Okay. Cookies. They're more brownie than cookie, but they're in cookie shape. And then there is like a chocolate cream in the middle, and it's not super sweet. It's not buttercream. And it's very soft. And then there's... Like a little bit of like a drizzle of an an icing on top.
0: You know, what I think it's because I'm not a huge chocolate person. So when I do do chocolate, it's usually like chocolate and also vanilla in some way or like some sort of like white frosting.
1: This is not extraordinarily chocolate tasting. Okay. It's not overwhelmingly chocolate. So I'll tell you, yeah. For Son of Monster Palooza,
0: I'm assuming that we're going. Of course, we will um, have to do this. We'll have to just buy a shit ton of Little Debbie. We uh, have to get like stoned or something if we're eating all this mm-hmm. junk food. Okay, that's fine. We can do that. <laughs> I'm I'm in. We're we supposed to be, be a talking about Zombie thing. Land right now. It, oh yeah, we should be. Um, <laughs> oops. But anyway, this going to
1: happen, guys. The whole point. Leave Not us a, a comment. Give me a fucking fudge round or a Swiss roll cake. Or any a fancy day of the week. cake. Or a fancy cake. Or a zebra cake. <laughs> Anything Little Debbie. I'm into it. What are those nutty ones? The nutty bars. Oh, my God. Those are my
0: favorite. I used to eat boxes of those.
1: Oh, those are so Oh, my funny. God. My, oh my sweet God. tooth is coming back. <laughs> I'm looking at pictures of Nutty Bars right now, you guys. (laughs) This
0: entire episode is legit. Just us talking about food and comedies.
1: Oh, it looks so good. I want to eat it all. Oh, A picture of zebra cakes just jumped up. Okay, we need to stop doing this. Okay. (laughs) Anyway. Moral of the story, Little Debbie kicks
0: hostess's ass. But not according to Tallahassee.
1: Uh, what does he know
0: not much um because also <laughs> upon uh doing some research on the trivia section of INDB, um both times that he so when he first comes across the hostess truck mm-hmm. he opens one door and there's all the snowballs there but if he would have opened the other door he would have found his Twinkies um how would we how would anyone know that because you can see them in the background oh (laughs) you can like see the Twinkie he's like so close but so far (laughs) um and then again at the end when he goes into like the little closet with all the stuff like I guess there's Twinkies on on the side as well
1: I don't remember ever having a snowball before. Me either.
0: And I was intrigued and when he bit into it, I wanted to try one, so we'll have to put that on the list. Why are snowballs pink though?
1: Because <sighs> snow it, is white. It's
0: true, but I think it depends on the time of year that you buy them. Because I don't I've know. seen white snowballs. Have you? I feel yeah. like I've always seen pink ones. I've I've seen white snowballs with the white sugar.
1: I love coconut. Or the white
0: coconut. I don't know whatever
1: it is, but you know, I, I love some coconut. I love me some coconut. So I'm not opposed to a snowball. I have never seen ones with white. <laughs> We're going to have to try. I'm really excited about this video. I've only <laughs> ever seen pink. Oh, man. I'm but excited. I appreciate that. It's coconut and chocolate. Yeah. And is there vanilla in the center? Is there like the, the I th- cream? I think there is a cream. Center? I don't know if it's a coconut cream or if it's just a vanilla cream. I think Couldn't it might just you. be or even just like a, a white frosting. It could be. It could be marshmallow for all I, the fuck oh, I know. I
0: hope. One can hope.
1: <laughs> we're still talking about junk food. <laughs> Back to zombie land. But at least, I mean, well, I guess. Anyway. um. So, yeah. So, that's sad. Tallahassee does finally find a Twinkie, but it's just one. Like, how is it hard? He went to that grocery store and didn't find any Are we led to believe he didn't find any Twinkies in that grocery store? He didn't look. Or did he just get distracted by the girls? They got distracted by the girls. Oh, I feel like it should be very easy to find Twinkies. He didn't twinkies. even make
0: it to the snack aisle.
1: I know. It's just weird. I just feel like if you really wanted Twinkies Well, he could have. He just like... didn't look hard enough. He got lazy. Yeah. He gave up. Don't give up, guys. Your Twinkies could be right around the corner. Never give up. You could give up right when your Twinkies just around the corner. A word of advice from us, your final girls. Yeah. Quote me. So, I feel like we barely talked about this movie. But it's so good. It's so good. I really (laughs) enjoy it. Let's see if I have any notes here oh my god okay so columbus you she's motherfucker. not nearly sad enough that she killed bill murray right he wasn't nobody seemed like people were sad that bill murray died i still think he made it that's sad you think he's alive yeah i mean he's in a sequel <laughs> could it be a flashback maybe oh, he's a maybe. zombie maybe he could also be a zombie I love that they go to his house. I love the whole Ghostbusters reenactment. Same. Because uh, I, I feel like that would really streams. happen. Like, I feel like Bill Murray would not be upset if people disappeared in his house during a zombie apocalypse. Totally. If they were cool. I love that you he's know? in full zombie makeup. I love that he's in full zombie makeup. Although probably not the smartest thing because that's why he died. Right
0: um i also love that he was kind enough to give tallahassee the actual ghostbuster gear and he used a vacuum
1: very cute bill murray is amazing right yes i mean he's just i agree with tallahassee in this scenario where he is like he is the ultimate a-lister we're going there's no one no one's house we need to go to that could possibly be better than his it's true and I love how many self-portraits there were in the house. I love that Bill Murray randomly goes to people's parties. Like, I, I, everything about Bill Murray is, like, the greatest thing ever.
0: It's true. Like, he just will randomly, like, walk by your table and steal the French fry and be like, they'll never believe you
1: when you tell them. Yeah. <laughs> 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 He's the fucking greatest. I remember being very vocal when he first appeared on screen. In this movie, in the theater, same. I remember being like super fucking excited that Bill Murray was in this movie. Same. Insanely big. Um, also, Tallahassee has a line where he asks, "Do you want to feel how hard I can punch?" And I feel like that's something I'm going to start saying a lot. Oh my god, that! I feel like I did say that
0: when this movie came out a lot <laughs> because I thought it was so funny, and I was like my new catchphrase. It's a great line. And then boom.
1: <laughs> Bam! Right in the kisser. <laughs> Do Twinkies actually have an expiration date? Again, I'm back on the Twinkies, but I thought that they were one of those things that don't have an expiration date. I
0: remember that being the rumor, and I remember in Wally the cockroach finds a Twinkie.
1: Yeah. Um. Let's let's find out. While you find that out, I have additional questions. Go on. Uh, so. This entire zombie apocalypse happened because of a hamburger?
0: Yeah, mad cow disease.
1: So, vegetarianism is the solution to the zombie apocalypse in this film? It's true, but we would get eaten, probably. That's true. That's true.
0: Okay, so, in reality, Twinkies are on the shelf for a short time, uh... A company executive told the New York Times in 2000 that the Twinkie is on the shelf no more than seven to 10 days. The maximum shelf life was reported to have been 26 days until the addition of stronger preservatives made beginning in 2012 increased it to 45 days.
1: That's it? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Interesting. All right. I guess that makes me feel a little bit better about eating it. They're so fresh. <laughs> it's not completely made of chemicals. And They're it can so possibly fresh, but, go bad. but kind of not. <laughs> <laughs> Shelf life of chemicals. Um, going backwards in my notes, I have notes about the intro of this movie, the title se- sequence of the movie, where To Whom the Bell Tolls is playing in the background. And I remembered it so, I remembered that I think the most out of any other part of the movie. Like, as soon as it started happening, I was like, oh, yeah, and then the stripper's going to be running in slow motion with her tassels, and then there she was. I, like, I don't know why, but I remembered that sequence very well. So I guess uh, it's a very memorable uh, intro.
0: It's I a like great it. intro.
1: It is a fantastic intro. Although there is a part in the intro where there is slow motion um um race. What's that called? Like a sack race?
0: Yeah. Potato sack race? Potato sack
1: race. And how does that happen? How do zombies? So this, did they become zombies after the race started, or were they zombies that then put their legs in a potato sack and then chased after non-zombies? I don't know. How does that work? I I don't know. It's it's I don't feel like someone becomes a zombie that quickly. So it's it seems to me that there were zombies that went to potato sacks and then chased non-zombies.
0: That's a good question, because we never really see anybody become a zombie in this movie. They're just there.
1: Just the girl in the big from oh yeah
0: apartment 406 but we don't see her become the zombie she just they he wakes up and she's a zombie
1: well it must take some time because she was bit and then she goes to his apartment and they talk and then she sleeps and then they wake up and then she's a zombie so maybe they got
0: bit and then they were like fine i'll compete in the potato sack race (laughs) 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 i don't feel good but i guess i'll do it (laughs) i
1: guess i will like maybe they got bit fine mom so, so you get bit by a zombie <laughs> at some kind of um, festival of some sort. Yeah. Park, <laughs> recreational event in the park. Family event. Probably. And, and you got bit by something. Like a, a, Another a, human. <laughs> a, a homeless person oh or someone God. on the street bit you. But you still got to fight through it for your kid who also got bit. You're not taking him to the hospital. Instead, you're going to get in potato sacks. Turn into a zombie then and then chase after people. Yep. Okay. I'm glad we figured that out because I was worried about it. That would have been rough for the filmmakers. <laughs> um, one of my other favorite uh, lines that uh, Columbus has is when he first meets Woody Harrelson's character and he like gets he like they're pointing guns at each other And then they decide that he just wants a ride. So he like puts his thumb out and he's like, all right, get in the car. (laughs) The whole thing's really cute. And then I love how he gets in the car and he's all awkward. And he's like, oh, you knocked over your alcohol with your knife. (laughs) I feel like I
0: identify with Columbus 100% in this movie. Like... I would be the person in the fucking driver's seat while like my counterpart is like destroying everything in the background and like, okay, just wait. Am, I, for am I, Why do
1: I feel like I'm the counterpart destroying everything in the background? <laughs> I'm down. Like, that's cool. <laughs> I do kind of, I do kind of feel a little bit like Tallahassee, See? although I, do, I doubt I'm as badass as he is in, in high pressure situations. Oh, you're 100% badass. Yeah. So I don't know. And then like, i posted this
0: to my Instagram story but when he was talking about he was like this is my third straight friday indoors playing video games. Yeah. I was like, okay, that's me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> that's where I am on friday nights. It's okay or seeing a movie. You're um so yeah, I feel like I'm Columbus. alcohol with your knife. Also afraid of clowns. Are you? I'm not a fan of them. <laughs> <laughs> they make me feel uneasy. Really? I'm not, like, scared of them like I'm scared of spiders, but they definitely mm-hmm. make me feel uncomfortable. Like, I don't feel at ease if there is a clown in my vicinity.
1: No. I'm okay with clowns. Not me. All right. I understand. Yeah, they're just A lot weird. of people are not cool with zombies. Or clowns. <laughs> what are we talking about? I'm more
0: comfortable with zombies. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Oh, man. Oh, I had something else to say, and I can't remember. I'm sorry. So I guess it wasn't that important. Mm. All right. We can move on. <laughs> I can't think of... Oh, here's what I was going to say. And then we'll move on. Um, I- When I was watching the end of this movie, there is a scene where the women in the film get... Put in a scenario that maybe isn't the greatest, and it's oh. kind of their fault. And then they need the men to come and save them. And um, I don't think that would necessarily fly today. But I am so okay with it in this movie.
0: I'm okay with it because of the fact that throughout the rest of the movie, they were outsmarting them
1: exactly the entire
0: time, right? And that he makes even it fine. Yeah, he even points out like I guess they actually do need rescuing this time. Like right. They're always playing the damsel in distress, but now they're like, I actually fucking need help. But I was really frustrated, and I actually yelled at my TV when she started turning on all the power. I was like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. Don't be dumb. I understand that you want to ride the rides, but
1: not good. Yeah. I mean, it was a sweet sentiment, though. Like She was doing it for her sister so her sister could have some fun and enjoy being a kid. Um I'm also can I can you ride an amusement park ride? Also thought about that. I was like, who's without, stopping it though? It, yeah, who's is it on a timer? Maybe there's a timer? I don't
0: a maybe. It's,
1: also, when she shoots out that box, I'm thinking you're stuck up there forever. So I'm glad there was some kind of uh safety. Emergency lever. relief, luckily. <laughs> luckily.
0: I was like, oh, my God, because I was thinking that it would just, like, fall, but I guess the hydraulics would catch it. Like, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So.
1: But that is, a. I mean, it's a fun scene. It's cool. It's a fun idea. Like, you're stuck on this thing that goes up and down and, unfortunately, it goes down. (laughs) I know. I was like, oh, my God,
0: what are you doing? Because you're, like, strapped in there. Yeah. Yeah. and you can't just push those things up because they're made for that. Like, yes, I when I when I when they looked at the the ride and we like, oh, let's go over there. I was thinking that they were like going to climb up the ladder or something like that. Yeah. And then because I forgot what happens. Um, but then when they got in the ride and like pushed the button, I was like, mm, that's <laughs> not the
1: smartest idea. <laughs> I mean, it's smart if you can stay up there, I guess. Although, how do you I get rid of all those zombies? Well, not that only have? that, but
0: like long-term solution. They don't know the guys are coming for them. Yeah. So even if they are stuck up there, they're stuck, strapped in. Like they yeah. can't get out. You're going to starve to death and die up there, especially yeah. like the next day, the sun. Yeah. You don't have water. Come on, guys. Sure. You
1: yeah. know? No. <laughs> You're not wrong. Yeah. <laughs> But, I mean, have you ever been chased by a zombie and that was your only means of escape for that moment? Well, that's why
0: I'm saying go up the ladder that the zombies crawl up to get to them. Mm
1: -hmm. And then just kick
0: them down. Zombies can climb. No, I know. But then you kick them down because you have the um, upper hand, the high ground advantage.
1: Sure. Sure. You know? All right. I feel you. That's all I'm saying. Okay. I'm ready to, uh, to move on. Are you ready to move on? I am. What's next? Well, next is is the end of... Oh, my God. What happened to my voice? <laughs> oh, my God. What happened? <laughs> Here, let me drink some wine. Maybe that's what happens to my voice when I stop drinking wine. I turn into a demon. <laughs> <laughs> let me wash down that demon voice with some wine. I'm drinking my last boochcraft. Oh, my God. Um. So before we talk about next week or next month rather. Yeah. Um do you have anything that you would like to talk about? Anything new you're watching? Are you still uh in the middle of your Gossip Girl sequence? I am. I'm not in the middle anymore. I'm getting close to the end, guys.
0: I'm like halfway through season 5. Um Serena's still my least favorite. Chuck and Blair have become my most favorite. I, I- I'm at a loss, but I am i can't stop watching it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you know, when I watch, uh, I was out of work, when I was in between jobs before I started uh, this job, um, I was out of work for a while. And I, of course, was looking for a job, but also, you know, you got to fill your time with other things. And, and so, of course, I you have to have your binge shows. And so that's when I watched Gossip Girl, probably uh-huh. like, I don't know. Eight years ago now, but like I watched Gossip Girl and I watched Desperate Housewives when I was out of work. Those were my two binge shows. That's how long I was out of work. I watched both of those series, which are extraordinarily long. That's amazing. <laughs> so they um, are, they are, but, but in a great, great way. There's very I, good choices, I think. Oh my god, my I don't know what yeah. took me
0: so long. Same thing with the Rise of Leslie Vernon. Um, I saw Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Oh yeah, how was that? Loved it. Yeah, I really did. I want to see it again. Um
1: Tony wants to see that, so I'm sure we'll be going this week. It's to see really it good at some point. Yeah. Um I'm hearing mixed things though. Well, I think
0: I'll tell you why I think that is after you see it. Okay. Um because there is definitely a very um real reason why I think that it's getting mixed reviews. Sure. Um, I love it for so many reasons, um, and I really can't wait to see it again, because when you're going in for it, you don't really know what kind of movie it's going to be, right. you know? Yeah. Um, so I'm excited to see it again now that I know. Cool. Um, today, I got tickets for the It experience, the It 2 experience, Aww. which I'm really excited about. Um, so I'll have to, like, film and take pictures when I go to that.
1: Have you seen Bad Times at the El Royale?
0: Oh, yes. I love that movie.
1: Because uh, Tony and I watched that fairly recently um, because he wanted to go to see the Quentin Tarantino movie. Uh-huh. And it was like it was a it, I had to go to work the next morning. And it was like I found out that Quentin Tarantino's movie was like two 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 and a half to three hours long or something. It was long. And I was like, it's too late for us to go now because I'm not going to make it through the movie. Uh so I felt bad. So I was like, well, let's watch this movie and at least we'll be home. And this movie's long too. Because <laughs> I thought, like, I didn't know a lot about it, but it, it looked kind of Quentin Tarantino ish to me. Sure. And Tony loved it. And I loved it too. I thought it was great. Oh, I loved it. It's so good. It's a lot of fun. It's so fun. I just remember
0: I hadn't seen it yet. Um, But I follow Chris Hemsworth on Instagram, obviously, and he posted a loop of his character dancing in that movie. And I was like, well,
1: I got to see it. I don't know what's happening, but I'm in. (laughs) The acting is fantastic. I don't like Dakota Johnson, and I thought she was phenomenal in it. Um, You know, I don't think that I like her either, but everything that I've
0: seen her in, aside from Fifty Shades, I've enjoyed her. In. You liked her in Suspiria too. I, anyway. I did, and I was yeah. surprised that I liked her in Suspiria.
1: I don't think she's a bad actress, but there's just something about her that I that makes me uncomfortable.
0: I get that, and I feel I the same way. But for some I reason, I think it's because of like her demeanor. She's very like soft spoken and oh, like maybe. she has this like mm-hmm. and like, <laughs> what does she do? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's very much um It's very much, it feels to me like kind of a satire of how uh, Kristen Stewart's Bella is in Twilight, but like in, you know, in life. And so like with Fifty Shades, because I don't know, there was that rumor that it was like a fanfic novel, I guess, Mm. based off of Edward and Bella, Um, but in modern day. And so that kind of like fueled that for me. Um, But I actually really like her in the other two things that i've seen her and i haven't really seen her in that many things to be honest i don't i honestly
1: don't think she's a bad actress no she's great usually when i see her i get upset for some reason and i hate that i do that because it's terrible why should i do that it's awful it's an awful thing to say and it's an awful <laughs> way to feel but i can't help it it's the way i feel what I you want you. me to do nothing lie? i no. can't lie <laughs> i'm a truth teller That's how i work she's great in that movie though she is. She's fantastic in it. She's great. She looks lovely. She's badass. I, I appreciate her. Same. The whole movie's lovely. I thought it was f- fantastic. Agreed. Um, So go check that out. It's on Amazon now if you want to check it out. And it's so good. It is. Um, I don't know. I don't think I've seen much else. Whoa. There's
0: someone cruising down my street. So exciting. <laughs> really?
1: It sounded like a large monster (laughs) that's what it is (laughs) a clover field was it a clover field yeah he's coming to get me oh my goodness that happens on my street
0: all the time it's really weird people (laughs) love to like rev their engines and it's like why
1: you're not going anywhere i thought you were gonna say clover field comes down your street often it's true we're all about the aliens here (laughs) (laughs) all right so the moment of truth I know that we are going to have some super excited listeners right about now. What yes. are we doing coming up in August, Miss Carly? Guys, we have
0: decided August is going to be a franchise month. Mu- a franchise month. There we go. Um because we learned that Shutter is starting on August 5th, um going to have all of the Nightmare on Elm Street films or well 1 through 6. We've so, been waiting
1: for this moment since we started podcasting. Yeah. So we're
0: not even waiting. We're not we're not even saying, oh well maybe we should schedule this for another month because we kinda just did a franchise month. No, fuck that. We're doing it in August because it's available in August. So next month or next mm-hmm, month, which is true. I mean it's the thirty first um of July. While we're recording. Right, today. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In this moment. In this moment, right now. Next week we will be covering Nightmare on Elm Street 1 and 2.
1: Woo! A man, I'm so excited. So stoked. Night- Nightmare on Elm Street is my favorite franchise. F- favorite old school franchise, at least. I love it. It's love the most it.
0: cohesive franchise, so I'm really excited to talk about that.
1: I'm ex- so excited to watch them all again from one throughout. Um <laughs> I'm just, I'm very excited. Um, when we were on Nightmare Junkhead, the podcast Nightmare Junkhead last year, mm-hmm. um, it feels like a really long time ago, um, when we were on their show, they were talking about Nightmare on Elm Street 2, and I was like, I don't remember that one fondly, and they said, it's great, and when you, if you cover it on your show, you'll have to have us on. So, of course, I've invited those guys on. So, they... M- they're trying to come on for next week. We'll see if that we can make that happen or not. Um,
0: I Fingers think crossed. If not, hopefully maybe they'll come on like another episode and we can still talk
1: about that. Sure. Or we can just chat with them real quick about it and do a, a little release of it. Totes. Um I am so excited to do Nightmare on Elm Street. I love it. And, and I'm just really, I'm going to pull out my old school DVD box set. Yes. <laughs> dust it off does it dust did it, it come the with the, the 3d glasses it certainly did of Heck, course yeah it did yeah uh i'm gonna dust it off i'm really excited to do this guys and i i we've been hearing from listeners asking us uh to do nightmare on elm street uh since we started mm-hmm. and we're, it just hasn't been streaming and we i hate to do a special you know, I hate to do one of the iconic franchises without doing the sequels also. Yeah. Because it goes hand in hand. It feels weird. Like I don't just wanna do, you know a one off Halloween. When there's I like, do seven all other the ones. you yeah. know. So yeah, this is important. Um I don't know how much justice we can do it with short planning, but I will certainly try. Uh, there's God, that documentary. I don't even know if I can get through that thing again. It's like five hours long or something. <laughs> Have you ever seen it? <laughs> no. Oh, my God. It's the longest ever. Um, I but, haven't. But this is the
0: franchise that I did watch in one evening. Oh, so yeah. You're a trooper.
1: It was intense. Yeah. And I, I fell
0: asleep for one of them pretty much.
1: Well, I'm very excited. It's been a while since I've seen OG original first Nightmare on Elm Street. So uh, I'm really excited to watch that again. And I'm I just can't wait. Yes. So staying to staying staying tuned. Sure. Or stay tuned. whichever you prefer (laughs) uh, for next week when we discuss uh, a Nightmare on Elm Street. The first, the original and the second one. That is strange. It's so good, though. <laughs> All right. Well, I don't remember. I've, no, I think I've seen it like twice, and it was a long time ago. Oh, so man. maybe I
0: feel different about it now. God, I hope you do. If not, it's going to be a fun conversation, though, because I you really enjoy it. It's just well. ridiculous in the best way.
1: I just remember it as rule-breaking, but we'll see. We'll see. We, we shall see. see. Okay. <laughs> well, until next week, I'm Amy. And I'm Carly. Bye. Bye.